Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here, and Jesse Davins here too, via audio. So you're going to see a picture of Jesse over to, I'm so bad about pointing on this thing because it's backwards. Uh, right. Um, right. But Jesse's here, everybody. Welcome back, Jesse. Yay. Need to get back, that's some things. Yes. An intervention to talk about. Yes. So I hope everyone can hear Jesse okay. Um, let me know if the audio is good, the video for me is good, all that stuff. Let us know in the chat. We're going to basically be on through AW Revolution today, which, you know, me and Jesse talked a little bit before the show. We think it's, you know, I, I thought it was a great show, but we definitely have to talk about that ending. And before we get started, Corey Hummel with the Super Chat. Thank you so much, as always, Corey. Yes, always supporting. Says, lots of love, prayers, and positive vibes your way, Jesse and Steven, for you both and your families. Can't wait to chat later on OnlyFans Jesse. Wow, what a revolution. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. Definitely was a great pay-per-view with like the most disappointing ending of all time it was disappointing it was so disappointing yeah um, we're gonna we'll probably actually start off with like that in the main event and kind of work our way down the show because i know yeah for those of you who may not know like obviously jesse's got a lot going on with little savannah and scarlet and getting uh what was it what work did you get done today on your mouth I had a root canal done. Root canal. Yeah, so she got, so Jesse was like on laughing gas earlier and like who Yeah, it was lit. <laughs> so we're gonna we're probably gonna do about an hour today. That's the plan, y'all. Uh just to give, you know, Jesse time to come in here, say hey say hey to everybody, talk a little wrestling, and then uh we'll get on out. So as always, the super chats and donations are very um appreciated. If you do have any of those, the super chats work right through YouTube. The donation links are in the description below. And if you have any questions, we'll answer those uh, through Super Chats and donations. If you have any uh, anything you want to say about the show, your thoughts on Revolution, who should have won matches, um, you know, the ending itself, all that kind of stuff, Super Chats, donations, we'll make sure to prioritize that stuff for you and we address every single one, one of them here live on the air and then it also gets put in the audio feed when I upload that tomorrow to the Fight Talk podcast feed. So um, before we get started though, Jesse, how are you doing just in general? Because like it's been so long since you've been here on your own channel. So long, like I had my stocking injunction granted, and I had a baby. Like I'm doing all right. I mean, the only thing, other than obviously giving birth, which is just like one whole separate podcast to do. Um, I have a tooth infection that spread to my sinuses and spread to my ear. So I was very excited actually to get this root canal done. Um, so I'm hopefully on the mend. That's why I sound a little bit stuffed up. I did test negative for COVID, so that's good. I went and got tested even though I've only been to the dentist's office since I came first. <laughs> um, I was so paranoid about it. I was like, oh, my God. I went to the dentist's office and I got COVID. Oh, my God. But I didn't. Um, but other than that, things have been going good. I'm not sleeping, so that's okay. Um, yeah, just being a mom, doing my mom thing, not sleeping, watching lots of wrestling. So, yeah, I'm doing good. So, been, I missed everybody. I missed you. I missed all the stuff I've been trying to get in the chat, but it's a little bit difficult, obviously, when your hands are full. So I'm happy literally. to try and be back. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so I figured I could at least come in through audio. That way, if I have to whip my kid out, I don't have to get <laughs> off video or, you know. So, yeah, I'm happy to be back and talk about this. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you back. I've been saying that pretty much every show. It's like, when's Jesse going to be <laughs> back? I hope it's soon. Like, people have been asking. <laughs> um, and obviously, we want Jesse. 
you know, we want you here on video, whatever, you know, whenever possible, yeah. but there's obviously, we all, we all get it. And thank you very yeah. much to everybody who's been coming on, like as a guest and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So that's been, that's been really cool too. Just like giving other people a chance to kind of come on here, especially people who watch the show and are in the chat. It's been cool to get some of them on here. Yeah, it's been great. I think that was that was really sweet, and it, it means a lot to me too. Like, absolutely means the world to me that people would take time out of their day to basically work. You know, do some. I mean, it's hard work. It is, especially for you too. Like, you've been the MVP here too. Like, don't get sell yourself short. You held the reins down. You held it down and kept it going. And it, it, we haven't taken a hit or anything like that because you've kept it steady. So the algorithm is happy. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. And, and I mean, you know, I appreciate it too, because it gives me a platform where, you know, if I was just to like do this live on like my Twitch channel or like my YouTube channel, like I don't really have a YouTube channel. So like I can't monetize this for instance. And like on Twitch, I'm on so rarely that like, it's great that I was able to come here on this channel where, you know, we can continue to talk to the same audience that like has been watching our show together. And then. Um, and then it's something where people can still super chat and donate and get involved in the show because yeah. otherwise they wouldn't have that, that, that option. So it's, uh, it's really, I mean, I really appreciate it too. Like, and it's giving me something to do because my work is so slow right now. Like everyone's hurting. I mean, everyone's hurting bad right now. Cause of like, you know, everything mm -hmm. going on in the world and that, that extends out to jobs, you know, like, uh, like for me doing a lot of freelance video editing work the last couple of months, like I've been doing it, but not as regular. Cause like the guy who runs the channel, like he's hurting. So it's like, it's just kind of like a big trickle down, you know? So I've had this free time. So it's been nice to be able to just come on here just randomly and talk about wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I'm glad. I'm glad. Happy yeah. medium. Everything works out. The universe. Oh yeah. I agree. My favorite quote like ever is from Harold and Kumar. The universe tends to unfold as it should. The, oh, dang. the yeah, it's actually it's said by I don't know if you remember the scene, but it's a black guy who is in jail because like he was put in jail because the cops were racist, and this guy's like sitting in the cell with them, and they're like he's holding a book, like he's reading a book in jail, and like they say that he's got a gun and all this stuff. So this is the suit just keeps getting screwed over by the system over and over and over again. But that was his quote. It was just like the universe tends to unfold as it should. Plus, I have a huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, but uh, well, that part, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, but that's that's that was his quote. That was like the whole, um, the whole quote from uh. From that, but anyway, I think that movie's hilarious. I love that quote, but uh, but yeah, I'm really, really excited to talk to you about Revolution because, yeah. oh man, we're gonna start at the beginning, at the top, at the uh, not the top, the uh, we're gonna start at the main event basically, and we might as well just get it out of the way right now because this is yeah. what I really want to talk to you about the most. We're gonna talk about these matches because I thought the show was awesome, but. The explosion. Like, what what were your thoughts when oh. like the show ends, this match? Like, totally lives up to the hype. This countdown starts. Kingston runs out and covers Mox. And then, poof. It was so... And I... It was so disappointing. I was just... Oh, I was so... I was not, like, mad. I wasn't frustrated. It was funny, yes. But in the moment, I was so disappointed. Because they had me, like, almost crying when... 
Eddie Kingston comes out after this amazing match, by the way. Like, that exploding barbed wire death match was unreal. John Moxley and Kenny Omega bled for our entertainment and put their bodies that rope break spot after the one winged angel was one of the coolest spots that I can remember in a long time. That was amazing when he, when Kenny Omega hit the one winged angel instead of kicking out because, you know, no one keeps out of the one winged angel in AEW. John Moxley puts his foot on the rope to break the pin and it explodes in Kenny Omega's face. Even the ref sold it. It was great. And, and Moxley it so sold much. it too, because like Moxley's like grabbing his yes. his foot because he's like because he had to sacrifice his leg yes. to do that. Yes, it was just there was so many cool spots and just like in the beginning when they were both avoiding the barbed wire and there was like that tension. And then you know obviously the match ends and I'm all upset like man the ring didn't explode what the heck and but then obviously they're like oh well, it's it's not you know the countdown doesn't stop the ring there's no like kill switch on the, the detonator, it's going to explode. They handcuff him to the ring. Kenny Omega and um, Gallows and Anderson, you know, they nope out. Who's going to save Mock? You know, who's going to save... Eddie Kingston comes out. I am emotional. I am, like, on the verge of tears. I'm like, wow, this is great. Eddie Kingston's going back, you know, and I started going back to that promo about, you know, their family. They're, like, bad blood, but their family. And just those two promos that they had going at it when they fought for the championship. And he covers him. He's getting ready to save John Moxley. And as soon as those sparklers on the ring post went off, I knew that this was not going to be what I expected. As soon as the fireworks show started, I was like, is Cody coming out? Where's Cody? Is he, is this his entrance? Like, what's going on? And then it was a poof, poof, bang. <laughs> and I went, and I went, no, please let there be more. And there wasn't. And, the, and then the announcer starts selling it. And Eddie Kingston's dead in the ring. And I was like, surely this is a mistake. And I go to Twitter. And Twitter's already just burying into shreds. Oh, man. I was just, in the moment, I was so, like, upset and disappointed. And I felt bad. Because AEW, whether you love it or hate it, it's, it's a little baby right now. You know? And it's all of our babies. As fans, this is our little baby that we are watching grow up into this big wrestling company that we want to love and cherish and see grow old and be successful and do great things, which it's already done. And to see my little baby mess up that bad and do an oopsie that bad, it hurts. It hurts me as a mommy wrestling parent (laughs) to see my little wrestling baby screw up that bad. I cringed so hard, and I hate cringing. I cringed so hard at that. I feel so bad for John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Eddie Kingston right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Like, it's, there was just so many layers to it. Like, when, I'll I'll also, I'll put, I'll throw this out there too, just to get this out there so I don't forget to, bring it up but i saw a lot of AEW fans that were like getting really upset on twitter because of what the wwe yeah. fans were saying because this was you know wwe fans this was like the greatest thing that could have happened because like yeah. you know but i was like i was offending the wwe fans at the end of the night i was like yo like if people have a problem with this like this if i was a huge wwe fan that was tired of AEW talking trash about my like this is their perfect opportunity to talk trash like dude 
This is the equivalent. Not really. You know, huh? Not really. You want to know why? You want to know what the rebuttal for any AEW fan to a, an a, a WWE fan is? You yes. say, yeah, you see how bad that ring spot was? NXT lost to that. Yeah, true. NXT lost to a fucking ring poop. <laughs> I mean, that's and true. And now they're on Tuesdays. <laughs> no, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, I, like, yeah. I don't really have a problem with WWE fans, like, taking their opportunity because yeah. the, the, the truth of the matter is pretty much every time I actually, like, take the time to watch Raw, that's me to, that's me to WWE. I mean, that's me saying, I'm just sitting there like, this sucks. Like, this is a terrible show. I very rarely have anything great to say. Now, I've, I've been very happy with uh, Bobby Lashley becoming the champion, and I've, and I've said that. You know, I, I wanted him to be the oh, champion yeah, before he won the title. Like, oh. I, no problem. Um, but so, but it was, it was just funny to kind of see on Twitter, everyone, like everyone arguing over it. And I just kind of sat back and was like, at the end of the day, what's going to wind up happening is they'll figure out a way to explain it by Wednesday, whether it's Kenny Omega making a weak explosive and they'll, they'll have to, they'll have to explain away like the commentary and make up something about how Kingston, like had like a panic attack or something like during the countdown and passed out before the explosion or something. They're going to have to make some sort of story up, right? Like to explain this. Yeah. But after you explain it, you never mention it again. You never show it again. You like, as far as the rest of time is concerned, the AEW revolution ended right when uh, Omega pinned Moxley. Like we never talk about that explosion again. The, the one positive that came out of this though is you can tell they're going to do a tag team with Kingston and Mox, and I think that would be awesome. Yes, or some kind of alliance. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm well, excited. I've heard Moxley. Moxley in like recent interviews before Revolution was talking about how like he wanted a tag team, like because that's like the one thing he hasn't oh, really? like done in AEW. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he was a Shield. Yeah. Oh. And even with the Shield, oh, yeah. he was more of like during their main run, he was the U.S. champion, and it was mainly Rollins and Reigns as the tag team. They did a lot of uh, uh, six man yeah. matches, but, um, but that's the thing. Or yeah, um, as Kenneth the Bastard One says in the chat, I, th- I think that'd be hilarious too. I, I think they need a they need a bigger explanation because that's your. So basically, what he says is BTE's just going to say it was Nakazawa, and and that would be genius because. If, but you'd have it's such a niche audience like not everyone's gonna yeah. get that um because like when when matt seidel for instance when he came out and he botched that shooting star press on his debut on bte that week they explained it by having uh nakazawa put oil all over the top rope so like that's what made evan or uh matt seidel you know slip off the ropes they, they've they've covered up botches multiple times by having nakazawa be the reason that there was a botch so, they could do that, but once again, it's just too niche. Not everyone's going to get it. Yeah, not everyone's going to get it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it away. My uh, my headphones are dying, so I'm going to go ahead and disconnect them and just go on my computer audio. Okay. Can, uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can still hear you. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah, I, you know, I, had, I put my explanation on Twitter as to what I think the explanation should be and it sounds like that's the way they're going it sounds like you know with tony khan's press conference at the end it kind of does seem like that that's where they're going um but i mean we'll just have to see i mean i do have faith in AEW to 
you know, right this wrong. There is a part of me, though, that kind of wants them to just like embrace the meme yeah. <laughs> and like roll with it. But I don't think that they'll want to because I heard on Wrestling Observer Live that Kenny Omega was absolutely furious at the end. Like he was like legit furious at what happened. So I don't know how how they uh, write this off. But I hope it's I hope it's, you know, something I don't know how they, you know, explain away commentary i guess they just that's something you kind of have to ignore you know yeah uh, we shall see yeah yeah you're actually coming through clearer with the audio this way than you were before what yeah that's interesting jordan lasseter says that as well yeah i can hear you clearer too well dang sorry about that in my (laughs) now now we know yeah now we know um but yeah um I mean, like in you, like you said, as far as the match, I thought the match was done really, really well, and they didn't go like they didn't go like too past the line to where you know, like I watch a lot of indie wrestling. Obviously, use code Fight Talk IWTV dot live Independent dot TV if you want to watch. You know, they got a lot of deathmatch wrestling on there, and I uh, I'm not huge into deathmatch wrestling, but like I there's at this point there's enough shows that I watch that like there's at least one or two matches that has some sort of deathmatch element that I've gotten pretty used to like stuff that I like, I don't even really want to talk about, I guess, because like it would really make some people probably kind of like sick if they even heard what yeah, some of the stuff was. Really yeah. But so like when I see like this barbed wire match on AEW, for instance, like for me, I'm so numb to the barbed wire at this point that like, yeah. Like, it was a lot of fun for me to watch, but I could understand if somebody that's not as used to it would see that and, like, like not be able to, like, watch it, you know? So so you're kind of playing with, like, this fine line being AEW. Because you can't go out there and keep doing, like... Like, when Joey Janela wrestled um, Moxley, I think that was the match where he took um, thumbtacks to his bare feet. Yes, and the weird foot fetish cameraman had zoomed in on his feet, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you can only do that one so many times before people are just going to, like, turn the show off, I feel like. Like, that's, like, a little and, too far, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, when you were saying it was they didn't do too much. I feel like this was kind of writing, they kind of, they learned from, Kenny Omega and John Moxley learned from their first death match. Their unsanctioned death match was that full gear. Mm-hmm. Was that full gear? Or was I that think, revolution? Uh, I think it was full. I think it, I can't remember now to be honest, but I, I, I know I know what match you're talking about for sure. Yeah, I feel like that match like went a little too long. They did a little too much. This match they set it to one gimmick, which is barbed wire that explodes. I guess that's technically two. You know, it wasn't like this big death match where there was like cheese or like the mouse traps on a board and stuff like that <laughs> cheese <laughs> i was like i was thinking cheese i was like mice cheese but it that would be cheese. funny you know as I... hell if that was that was a match stipulation like there's a Ooh, block was... of cheese <laughs> in the corner and you have to go through all the mouse traps you got to wrestle through the mouse traps to get to the cheese you gotta wear a little that's something wwe would do <laughs> or we can play mouse trap remember that game oh, that game was great hell yeah wasn't that a movie too it was a great movie Ooh, i never uh, saw the movie but the board game was great and the movie, commercial was great I watched too. It during dinner and i lost my appetite just the beginning <laughs> of growth. um but anyways <laughs> but they like learned from that and they said well let's simplify the gimmick let's simplify the death match let's do just this and so i felt like they improved upon that and i thought it was a great match um the one thing that kind of made me sad was 
what it was it a suplex onto the barbed wire um tape like the barbed wire floor exposed oh them? it was uh it was uh the death rider moxley hit yeah, him. yeah. That, the death rider onto the barbed wire that alone spot should get a huge pop but because only a little bit of explosives went off people were incredibly disappointed which sucks true so like I would have been if I was Moxley and Kenny, I would have been really mad. Like, dude, I just took this onto barbed wire, and you're gonna be like sad because only a little bit of poof went off. Um, but you know, you live and you learn, and and I I feel like this was a big lesson for AEW. Um, it's just one of those things where don't have this big match, and I, I think Brian Alvarez said it best: don't overpromise and underdeliver. I mean, WWE has learned perfectly never to overpromise because their pay-per-views, I never look forward to them and my bar is extremely low and they end up being pretty dang good because my bar is so dang low. Exactly. So, Except for when they marketed the best wrestling match of all time before it happened. That was a pretty yeah. overpromise. Like I think the last time that happened to me in WWE <laughs> was uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania and I was so disappointed by that match. Yeah, same. So... So you're like setting yourself up for disappointment. I think that's you know, it, I, that's a, it's a great problem to have for AEW. It's a great problem to have to be held up to the standard so high that anything less than perfect is considered a letdown. But at the same time, it's a problem because not everything's going to go right every time, and not everything is going to be this you know five star match. So it, it'll be definitely interesting to see how AEW can work around that. And I think Tony Khan kind of, in no fault of his own, being enthusiastic about his signing and enthusiastic about this death match and stuff, he needs to tone it down just a little bit. I mean, he is a fan too, but he needs to kind of take that fan level and just go to, I'm an owner too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because... Like so, with Tony Khan, that is part. Of, that is a big reason why I like him so much, is because he is such a giant wrestling fan. Like lifelong, could tell you statistics for matches that happened in like the eighties, like just like off the top yeah. of his head. You know, just he's a giant wrestling nerd. He's essentially. I've talked about this on other podcasts, but he's essentially um, in the in the wrestling action figure world. They call it a fig fed, which is like when do you have your own like little organization where you play with your toys basically and have like your champion, you do your storylines and everything with action figures basically. And, and well, and as like a little kid, a lot of people do that. But like now as like adults, there are like adult collectors that will like put stuff on YouTube. Anyway, the whole point was, sorry, what's that? Like grim. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So basically Tony Khan, his fig fed is AEW. Like he has a real life fig fed. Like it's his, it's his favorite wrestlers or like the best wrestlers he can get and all that stuff. And you can tell he's just such a mega fan. And I love what he does on impact wrestling with those promos. He does. I mean, like I, I really like all that, but, but what people are getting kind of worried about with him and my buddy Doug uh, was talking to me about this. He was like, but also you have to keep in mind, like kind of like what you're saying, Jesse, where, you know, for like, for me, for instance, if I had a fi- if I had a figuration a figuration a uh, federation and uh, and and like I was Tony Khan, you know there would be some questionable 
choices because like people that I liked as a kid, not everybody's going to think we're like great, you know? So like, so there is that line too of like, his example was, you know, what if he's like, man, I'm a a real big on Doink the Clown. Like, you know what I mean? Like I loved Doink the Clown when I was a kid and, and, but like nobody else is like wanting to see Doink the Clown, but like, because he was a big fan of Doink the Clown, there's like a Doink the Clown character, you know what I mean? So, um, but that all being said, I've also need to, I think the way that you were talking about people's expectations, that's spot on. Um, there was people that were like, I saw some people talking, one of my buddies who comes over for AEW, he thought the Shaq match, like, like he was like let down by it. And I'm like, what did you expect? Like, what, like, how could that have gone any better for Shaq? Dude, Shaq went through a table. How could you be sad? Yeah, and he looked good. And this guy, like, like Shaq has been wanting to wrestle for like three decades now. I remember back in WCW, him and Hulk Hogan doing, like, WCW promos and stuff. And even back then, Shaq wanted to be involved. They had Shaq and the Big Show squaring off multiple times in WWE where, like, it was, like, clear that they should have had a match and it never happened. And um, Shaq's even dabbled throughout the years of wanting to fight in the UFC because he's really into jiu-jitsu and trains. and, And so he's, like, he wants to be involved. And AEW finally gave him a chance, and I think he he knocked it out of the park. I think he did too. I think he did great. I think he did fantastic. He took that bump like a champ, man. Hell yeah, he did. And, and he uh, was he was laying out people on the outside. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I thought he looked great. And there's people in the chat talking about death matches in CZW and stuff. I, I'm I'm totally W chant in the middle of the. <laughs> There was a CZW chant. I didn't even catch that. I swear to God, I thought I, my ear, my hearing is very muffled, but I swear to God, I heard a CZW chant. I believe it. I mean, that's uh, it's funny because people are mentioning like the the mouse traps and piranhas and stuff. Really? Like, Corey's talk. Yeah, the, they've had piranhas like outside. They did that in they did that in Wrestling Society X also. That MTV show Dude, that got canceled. I want to see that immediately. Yeah, there's there's some pretty wild stuff. If you want to see some like current stuff, um, you might want to like earmuffs yourself before I say this. If like you get squeamish, but like the stuff that people are doing now in, involves like I think I've talked about it on here. Like the like yeah, the wooden meat skewers and the uh, the gosset. Uh, I don't know what you call them. They're, they're like the the things you use to like repair bridges that have like really mm-hmm. sharp. They're like very sharp on the inside. And people will, like, pop them into people's foreheads and arms and stuff. I mean, they're, like, these big square metal blocks that are, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine getting paid, like, in hot dogs to, <laughs> to put a scissor board through your neck, you well, know? You'd be surprised at how many of these guys and girls who do this stuff are doing it completely voluntarily. Like, they're... Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they want to do that. So, so on one end, it's, like, their art, and that's what they do. And, like, so I don't I don't ever knock it. It's just one of those things. It's just, like, I know for a fact, there's a guy, I won't name him, because I was basically sworn not to. But there's a guy out on the indies right now, young guy, super bright future, really, really, really talented, starting to really make a name for himself on the indies. And I know for a fact that the WWE has already approached him about coming to the PC, and he turned it down because he doesn't want to stop having death matches right now. That's amazing. <laughs> I know, like that's, but that's the thing is like, what so, a badass. Yeah, and this guy's really good. Like you'll see him on T. I'll when whenever he gets signed, I'll tell you who. Oh, I'll tell you off the air who I'm talking about because yeah. But 
Um, but it's just one of those things. It's like some some of these guys and girls just they, they just love it, and like they know that they're they're um, for most of them their amount of time that they're going to be able to. It's kind of like an NFL running back. Like you know, you have kind of a window there where you can like do this before it gets real bad on your body and stuff. So, um, yeah. Anyways, um, Corey. Yeah, be careful about what sending the highlights, though, if you're sending, like, through Twitter and stuff. Like, I don't want you to get in any trouble. Some of this stuff's pretty grim. <laughs> That's what these people do. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan, welcome back to the chat. Um, welcome back, Hi, everybody. Bill. Is there anything else you want to talk about from this pay-per-view, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, I definitely want to talk about the the Sting, Darby Allen, and Team Taz cinematic oh, match. Yes. So... Yeah, what were your thoughts on this? Because I thought that this was awesome, and, like, I marked out big time for the face paint and stuff. Okay, so you know me, and my stance on Sting Wrestling was the complete opposite of yours. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, no, please, God, this man's neck is held together with, like, paper clips and rubber bands. Please, God, don't let this man wrestle. He's old as heck. Um... You know, and I was just worried. This was the perfect way to have him wrestle. And the whole cinematic aspect was cinematic. Like, emphasize on every single syllable. This was unreal. This looked like a movie. It looked like a movie. This didn't look like a wrestling match that's trying to be a movie. This straight up looked like the final boss fight scene in, like, a gritty, I don't know, Batman movie. Like a... Christopher Nolan type movie, not a Dan- the Snyder movies. No, we we won't talk about that. But like this was nitty gritty, hardcore, super freaking amazing. I the only thing I would have had different was I did I didn't appreciate Sting getting the pin. I think Darby Allen should have, but I get it. This is like Sting's comeback, so whatever. Um, I quite enjoyed this. I just I give all my props to the AW like production team because they made this match look like a million bucks. Like this was great. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm biased towards AEW. I'm not shy about that, but this was my favorite cinematic match I've ever seen for sure. Yeah, this was better than the Boneyard match. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and and the thing about this match too is like, you know, who knows how much they I mean, obviously it was heavily edited, obviously, but like with the uh we have seen Sting already on AEW, on Dynamite. Like, he's gone out there and hit clotheslines and done yeah. the Stinger Splash and the Scorpion Death Drop. That's that's really all he needs to do. I have no I have no reservations about him having just a regular match bell-to-bell at this point, especially if they're tag team matches, because that's all he really has to do in the ring. Like, he can still hit all of his stuff. And he went out there and got powerbombed by Brian Cage and was fine. Like, there's... You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... It was, oh man, it scared me. But I, at the same time, I knew, I knew like hopefully there was like extra padding under the ring. I don't know he could go though. I mean, he he convinced me. He proved me wrong. You know, I was scared. I was like, he's gonna be stiff. He's gonna be. He's gonna look old. He did not look old at all. Yeah, I'm, and then Team Taz looked great also. So oh yeah, yeah. That, and the, it was interesting to see how. Like, I expected more of, like, Darby and Starks to be wrestling and Sting and Cage, but it was flipped to where most of it was actually Sting and Starks and Cage and Darby. And I it turned out really good. Like, and I think part of that's probably 
to protect Brian Cage to some degree because, you know, Sting pinning uh, Starks, you know, that's not as big, I guess, as, like, Brian Cage getting pinned because they've done a pretty good job of protecting him for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was all really, really well done. And, uh, I mean, I, I think Will Hobbs and Hook, they looked good when they ran in. And, I mean, yeah. it was... It was I, yeah, I was legitimately uh legitimately entertained by it and I, I yeah, who, who do you think they do next cuz it's going to be Darby Allen versus the winner of uh the ladder match which was Scorpio Sky. So they yeah. got Darby and Scorpio on Wednesday. What do you think they do? Like who do you think wins that and then also, you know, what do you think they do with Sting going forward? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean, I feel like well, one thing I will say about the cinematic match, I really hope they post it to YouTube without the commentary. Um, as much as I like the commentary, it did kind of take away a little bit from the cinematic aspect. And I think showing... You don't really need the commentary over that match to know what's going on. Like, it would be really cool to see it without it. Because there's music. I mean, there's a score. It was very cinematic, so I would like to see that. Um, other than that, where do they go from here? I'd like to see Scorpio Sky win, honestly. I really would. But then what does that do with, you know, Darby Allen and Sting? Does someone interfere and cost him the match? Is, does Team Taz continue? Do they continue this feud? I don't know. I It'll be interesting. I'm not really sure where they go from here. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure, like, immediately what they'll do next. Because, like, Kenny says in the chat, they're setting up Sting and Darby, but, like, obviously but i don't think that's going to be like next i think i think we're gonna have sting around for a minute um like sting's last match should be darby like sting should lose to darby in his last match and i think that would make sense for everybody that would be the right thing to do that would shut a lot of people up that would shut a lot of people up who are complaining that it's all elderly wrestling even though they've signed two older people yeah like okay and that would be the perfect way to kind of Put your talent. I don't know. Maybe they do something with Christian. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about him in a second because, like, he, like, he was obviously the big signing for the show. Yeah. Um. We'll get another signing. Yeah, we'll talk Ethan too. I mean, I was really happy about that. I'll say that with uh with Sting. My guess is this: I think Darby is going to start defending the title on a regular basis. I think he beats Scorpio, but like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Scorpio win. But I, I think Darby retains there. In like okay. in in like, kind of not necessarily like an open challenge every week, but like I may and maybe that is what he does. But I think he'll like regularly defend for a minute, and then I what I would do I do Sting versus Cody at like the next big show. Um, Spicy, yeah, because like because because Cody's favorite wrestler like they've teased yeah. they've teased it a little bit already, and Sting could beat Cody one on one and like it wouldn't hurt Cody at all. Because Cody's going to be, like, he's going to be, like, one of their top guys no matter what happens. Cody. Exactly. So, if the match is good and the story's good. Because I can also see, like, they're planting the seeds for a Four Horsemen where they've got uh, FTR mm-hmm. and Sean Spears and Tolly and Arn are all looking aligned and they've been throwing up the four. And I could see them, like, I could see Cody joining them and, like, feuding against Sting. Like, kind of like yeah. how Sting versus the Four Horsemen and joined the Four Horsemen, like, back in the day and all this stuff. So, there's a, there's a lot of really good possibilities. Um, so, that, that's the next big thing I would probably do if they can if they could set it up would be Cody turning full-on heel 
joining up, them doing their whole four horsemen thing that I thought they should have done like, you know, you know, months back. And then uh but they feud with Sting. I think that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I like that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. But what we do know happened, like we uh, mentioned a second ago, Scorpio Sky won the ladder match, uh, grabbed a literal bla- a literal brass ring, which was really Son- funny. <laughs> yeah. it was sonic ring? <laughs> and that's what, that's what I said, too. That's so funny. I think it was like a giant sonic ring. That thing was what? huge. <laughs> what? It's like, damn, they really took that and went with it. Like... Did you see the song? Did you see the most current Sonic movie, like that just came out with Jim Carrey? No, the one they redid. No. Yeah, it was it was okay. Like I watched it recently just because I had nothing better to do. But the rings in that movie were like little rings. I was like, they should have had these AEW rings in that movie. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the big news out of this one, outside of you know Scorpio Sky winning, of course, is. Ethan Page debuting in AEW. What do you think about Ethan Page being the uh, the mystery sixth man for the ladder match? I am so happy for him. You know how I feel about his YouTube channel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how I feel about some of the stuff that he does like outside of the ring. Like As someone recovering from an eating disorder, I think it's incredibly unhealthy and it scares me. So for me to see him like debut in AEW and look so happy and look healthy made me so happy. Like, I feel like this is so good for him. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people wanted. They're so happy for him. He's going to be in such a great place. The sky is the limit with him. He's so talented. I am so excited to see him in AEW. I think it's a perfect fit, especially with what happened with, like, the Karate Man stuff and how he didn't want that and just that horrible falling out there for him to come into AEW, which it seems like it was a long time. Like they've known for a while. Um, It's been in the making for a while. I should say I'm really excited. I think he's a great addition to this, to this roster, especially that whole TNT kind of mid card picture. I think he could be a main eventer, obviously. I mean, it sucks for the North, but I mean, it's great for Ethan page. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think he's, going to be a great addition to the AEW roster yeah i totally agree i was really happy to see him show up because he's a guy that i think would have been successful in the wwe like i like because i think he's he's the kind of guy the wwe would want he's very charismatic Mm -hmm. he's uh he wrestles the kind of style that like he doesn't do anything that's like overly dangerous or anything like that like he's a very safe wrestler um and and, and i don't know he took some risks but oh yeah 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 for sure. But like in general, you know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't, he's not out there doing like, you know, super risky off the top rope moves and all this stuff that like the WWE would want to tone down and that kind of stuff. Like any, any, because he's so charismatic, I think he would make a good character. Like they could give him a really stupid gimmick for instance. And I think he'd make it work. Cause he's just like that talented when it comes to yes, he could totally make any stupid gimmick work. He reminds me like in that way, he reminds me of like a Fandango. Yeah, not kinda. like, yeah. Yeah, like take go with it and make it good. True, yeah, and uh, but like, so that's another reason why I was really happy to see him in AEW because I was like, kind of worried he he would wind up in WWE and yeah. um, so yeah, I was really happy to see him show up and I mean he's got a lot of friends in AEW he's not gonna get screwed over there and and he oh, yeah and he's like a legitimate signing you know they made the graphic for the all elite graphic form and everything so like he's 
he's in 100%. <clears throat> so all in. All in, all ego. Um we got about 15 minutes, so we'll just kind of like bre- uh, kind of brush through most of the rest of this here. Hangman okay. and uh Matt Hardy, any any thoughts on this one? I I, th- I thought the ending was great with the dark order like crowd surfing Hangman back oh, up yeah. to the ring apron for the buckshot lariat. That was great. No, this was fun. It was it was it was a match. It was good. Um, I, I enjoyed Rebby Hardy selling it on Twitter and Instagram as well. That was funny. Um, I did enjoy the Dark Order. That I mean, that's great. That was so funny. I love that he's an associate of the Dark Order and not actually a member. I think that's really cool. It's it's such a good dynamic. Hangman Page and the Dark Order is good. You know, Matt Hardy's Matt Hardy. You know. He'll he'll get through this. He'll survive. It'll be interesting to see like what kind of promos he cuts now because he's broke. I wonder if he goes from broken to broke. Right. It'll be interesting. I mean, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent match. And like I said, I thought the ending was really good. Um, I like seeing Heyman win because you know they they just need to continue to like make him kind of a focal point of the show, even though he's not in the title mix at the moment. Like he needs to be doing important stuff. And uh, just because it isn't listed here, what what were your thoughts on uh, Christian being the big signing? Like, did because obviously a lot of names got thrown out, like Brock Lesnar and CM Punk, yeah. and there was even people saying like John Cena and stuff. Like, so what did you think about when uh, when Christian was the one who came out? Well, I said on Twitter, I said if it's anyone less than a Brock Lesnar, a Kurt Angle, like a CM Punk, then people are gonna be disappointed. And I'm gonna be mad. I feel like Christian was just like at that point where I'm not mad. I think it's actually really great. Um, it's definitely not like a, I wanted Brock Lesnar to have been really cool, but honestly, him and AEW seems like counterproductive because people always think you know he's a part timer. It's very WWE. Um, it would have been so cool though. But I do think I do think Christian is a huge name. I think it's a big deal. It sounds like the locker room really is excited to have him there. He's a great asset in the ring and out of the ring. And my baby's trying to poop. Uh, but I think I think I'm excited to see what they do with him. I'm real excited. I think there's a lot of potential. I think, you know, outwork everyone. What does that mean? What's he gonna do? I'm excited to see where this goes. And I don't think it was disappointing in the slightest at all. I'm not disappointed at all. I'm not as mad as I thought I would be. I'm very relieved it wasn't like Big Show signing himself. <laughs> like it wasn't like, and no disrespect to RVD, but RVD is RVD. He's not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, he's a big deal. It's like in some ways, but not as big of a deal as like they were, you know, selling this to be. I'm totally fine with Christian, especially after he was just in the freaking Royal Rumble. You know? Yeah, I think that's pretty incredible. Like he he made his big return, and then they obviously didn't have him under contract. So yeah, like I mean, yeah. And like that was, and like the thing with like Rob Van Dam is like he's a big name and a big like he's a very recognizable guy in wrestling, but like his most recent Impact Wrestling run like wasn't great. And at this point, I think when you sign Rob Van Dam, you also have to sign um, Katie Ford. I think is yeah. kind of, they're kind of like a package at this point, or at least that's how it's been lately. Like everywhere Rob Van Dam shows up, she is too. And like I'm sorry, like she's she's a awful wrestler like she's terrible yeah. at wrestling like I, I i don't mean i'm not trying to be mean but i don't think anybody would disagree with me on that so like it's 
there, there's a lot of layers there with Rob Van Dam now. I think he's totally content just, like, having threesomes in, in, like, with these strippers and stuff. Like, that's what he does now. Like, that's his life. So it's like, I mean, I'm not hating on his personal life at all, but... No, I love Archie. <laughs> I love him much. But, but it's just, you know, he wasn't the signing that... That's, like, a big cow. Those are big shoes to fill, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he fills shoes, but he fills them with joints, you know what I mean? Yeah, which, I mean, once again, I think is awesome. Like... I think he's yeah. he's killing it like in life, but as a wrestler, he's almost oh, yeah. becoming kind of like a parody of himself. Like I don't know if you've seen him lately, but he's got like like designs like weaved into his ponytail and stuff, and like he's like uh, it's yeah, it's it's looking like he's trying to be a parody of himself almost. It's kind of it's kind of strange. He's embracing the meme, you know, and that's honestly there's something to be respected there. To be honest. Oh, yeah. So it takes a real man or a real woman. It takes a stand up person to embrace the meme. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I, I was fine with Christian. He's going to have really good matches with people. Um, and apparently, I mean, I've heard Randy Orton talk about it. I've heard, um, I think maybe Kane as well. There's a lot of wrestlers that will say that Christian is their favorite person to wrestle in their, in their whole career. Cause he's just, wow super easy to work with and he has great ideas and he's always like in there to make the other guy look good. So, um, so I think he's going to help out AEW tremendously and he's very well respected. So a lot of people are going to want to work with him. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I was fine with it. You know, I had my, my hopes up pretty high too, but I was also pretty realistic going in thinking like it very well could be Christian. And if it is, I'm not going to be disappointed about that. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Christian is a big name. I mean, it's not the, you know, grando name, like the marquee name that people expect. But when you think about it, it really is like, it's just not your first incantation or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. When people forget, like he had a great run in TNA and he used the same entrance music and stuff like when he came out last night, which I thought was pretty cool. So it's good to see Christian Cage back. And then uh, once again, we got about 10 minutes or so. So we'll uh, we'll kind of run through these two real quick. Miro and Kip Sabian de- defeating uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Like I didn't think that this was great, and but I will say this is the best Miro's look since he's been in AEW, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I agree. This was you know it was there. Um, it happened. Um, it's clearly starting the Miro push. It had a purpose and it fulfilled its purpose, and that's all you can ask for. Exactly. And it looks like Miro and Sabian will probably split up very soon because of um, Miro pushing Kip into Penelope and all that stuff. So, so, and hopefully that's what happens. I think that's the best thing that could happen for Miro. Uh, He's just go out there and just destroy Kip Sabian. Yeah, just separate yourself from that whole thing, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, Shida and Mizunami, what did you think about this one? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great match. I watched... I saw her in at Double or Nothing, and I thought she was great then. I thought this was great. Um, Sheeta winning, expected it. Um, then, like, didn't... Was this the one where everyone, like, came out at the end? All the women? I legitimately can't remember. I think all the women came out and started beating each other up, and I really liked that, Oh, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Because, like, Thunder Rosa came back out because they had and had the match. Scared the... Of her. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that that I happened. liked I it. I wish the women's tournament had gotten a little bit more, like, of a spotlight. Kind of sucks that it ended with, like, you know, nothing really happening, but it was good. 
Mati Ito coming out also in the beginning of the pay-per-view was cool, too. We forgot to, that was the pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see more of her. She's, like, in the dark order now. Yeah, um, I haven't seen the new BTE yet, but I saw that she, like, pops in in the in the, in the lair or whatever they, they call it, their hangout. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Phoenix, um... Oh, yeah, this was the Battle Royal. I was like, there wasn't a tag team match with the death triangle um what did you think about phoenix winning uh four death triangles so it's going to be phoenix and pack taking on uh the young bucks it looks like coming up soon i'll tell you what i'm not a big fan of like battle royals but okay i people it seems like people are conflicted about this um the clock i I like the clock it kept them accountable but it did make the match kind of rushed because you could tell people are trying to hit their spots within the 90 seconds. Um, I wanted Jungle. I wanted Jurassic Express to win. But that ending, man, they really turned it up. They turned it up. They made this battle royale so good. That ending was unreal. I had so much fun watching this match. Oh, my God. I It was great. I think that that was probably one of the best, like, it was the best battle royal that AEW's put on, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I can't really dispute that like i'd have to really think about it but aw's done a pretty good job with their battle royals and and stuff like that um this i i and i agree i thought the end of this match was great i have no problem with phoenix and pack winning uh jungle boy and luchasaurus i like a lot but i feel like there's mm-hmm. still more there with them and ftr and like what's been going on with that oh that's a very good point so i think they'll still be highlighted as like in a major feud with them. So I don't think it's going to really hurt Jurassic Express. And I also don't expect Phoenix and Pac to win the titles. So I think we'll just wind up getting a really, really good match between, uh, between those four, whenever it happens. Yeah. That's a guaranteed barn burner right there. Hell yeah. Well, and speaking of the tag team, uh, titles, this is the last match to kind of, I mean, we kind of can touch more on the, the pre-show match if you want as well, but the young bucks defeating Chris Jericho and MJF, I thought this was a really well done match too. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought this was a great opener, and I thought they told a lot of good stories with, like Jericho accidentally hitting Wardlow with the uh, the Judas and yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, what did you think about this match and the Young Bucks retaining? I thought this was a really fun match. I like you said, I thought it was a great opener. I was kind of shocked, but it feels like the Young Bucks are always opening the pay per views because they're they're a solid opening team. Like, yeah. you know you're going to get a good match out of the Young Bucks. You know you're going to get, like, you're either going to get, like, a really, really great match or you're going to get a good match that will, like, get you going. Like, okay, I'm ready for this pay-per-view. Like, so I think, you know, I didn't want to say it on Twitter because I didn't want people to get mad. And this is, like, not a bad thing at all. But this match with the near falls reminded me of NXT. Like, it reminded yeah. me of an NXT tag team match, kind of. I know it sounds, like, really bad, but with all the near falls. And it was so good, though. It was really good. And I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. And uh, the finish was like pretty simple. Like they, like they did a lot of really cool moves and like, uh, like I said, a lot of great storytelling. And then the finish was great because like by the end it was like everything had been done, all the moves had been hit, and the young bucks like were finally like the last one standing. Like they they hit the Melter Driver one two three yeah. middle of the ring, and. And this is also going to lead to the inner circle on Wednesday having some sort of like, you know, uh, town hall 
And right. I mean, my prediction is that MJF's about to take Jericho out of his own group. What do you think? Yep. Is, what do you think is going to happen? I I think so too. I and you know it's funny you said that like the finish was really simple because my husband was here and he was watching. He goes, you know that Meltzer driver? That's a pretty simple move. He said the same thing. You know, it ended not complicated. But yeah, I think that this is MJF's power move. This is his, you know, he started that whole political MJF 2020 kind of thing. I think this is his, like, big political pawn move. Like, I think this is his, like, swamp, like, clearing. <laughs> I guess Jericho's the swamp. <laughs> Clean the swamp or whatever that saying was. Uh, I think it's the right thing to do. I think Jericho does not need the inner circle. I don't think the inner circle needs Jericho. I think it's a better story with MJF in it. I think MJF is a fantastic character. I think he's a great leader and I'm ready. I'm ready for the next chapter of the inner circle. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think they're getting to a point right now with Jericho where, you know, I know people uh, differ with his political views. I understand he's, I know he's lost. I know he's lost a lot of fans in recent months. I, I get that, but I just wanted to preface that by also saying, I think that what they're doing right now is they're, you know, now that it looks like there's going to be fans back soon and and that kind of stuff, I think they want Jericho's babyface turn to start now because they want okay. people singing Judas when there's like packed houses again, and it also will allow them a story where you have Chris Jericho as a babyface who's been kicked out of his own group, but the guy who's going to help him fight that group is going to be Sammy Guevara. I think. I think we'll still have Sammy and Jericho too. together. I think they have a reconciliation, and I think that that leads to, I think that leads to them kind of doing something. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm really excited. Like you cannot go wrong with Chris Jericho, and you cannot go wrong with MJF. I think they're both incredibly highly dynamic people. So this will be great. Yeah, I totally agree. And last thing before we get out of here, we hit like right at one hour, so that was perfect timing. We uh, you touched on Makito a little bit a minute ago. Was there anything else you wanted to mention about this opener? We had Britt Baker and Makito, who was um, the, actually the replacement for Rebel. Like she was pulled the day of the show, and Makito was a surprise, uh, defeating Riho and Thunder Rosa. One thing I'll say here is, you know, this is four of the you know the best women that AEW has, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I thought it was a solid match. What did you think? I did too. I think you can clearly tell they, they well, I mean, it's kind of tough because with the women's tournament with Britt Baker losing so early, but now you can kind of tell, like, with this match, they want to protect Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, like, so to have them kind of lose, to have Thunder Rosa lose in a tag team kind of protects her, but it does also put over Britt Baker, so it serves two purposes, really, three purposes if you want Maki Ito to be back, you know, that was kind of amazing. And that was unexpected, so that was really cool. Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, it was a good buy-in match. Enjoyed it. Um, loved it. I like Maki Ito and Britt Baker together. I thought that was fun. <laughs> I thought they worked well together. Yeah, they did. And I was also really surprised with the Britt Baker thing, like her losing in the first round to Nyla yeah. Rose. And I get that ultimately it was all done to make uh, Mizunat <clears throat> Jeez. Mizunami, that's always a tongue twister for me. Um, it was done to make her look really good in the finals because, like, Nyla had to beat, I think she beat, what, Britt and uh, Riho, I think, in that tournament to get to the finals. Yeah. So, um, 
so anyways, I think, but the, my point kind of is, I thought that Britt Baker was going to win that whole thing, and I thought that she was going to beat Sheeta for the title, and like I really thought it was going to all be all Britt Baker coming up soon. But me too. But at least she won here, so I, that that's a good sign. So yes, for sure. Awesome. Well, we uh we shot to do an hour today. We pretty much nailed it right on the head. So I Thank am you. uh. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Perfect. Is there anything else in the chat that y'all have as far as Super Chat donations? Now is the time before we get out of here. Um, is there anything that you want to uh, go ahead and plug and talk about before we get on out of here, Jesse? Um, sure. I mean, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hopefully we'll be back on more. Hopefully I can get back on video soon. But if not, audio is definitely going to be the way forward for now until I can figure out how to how to breastfeed. <laughs> Um, on video, which is weird, but anyways, um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give this video a thumbs up, um, subscribe to my OnlyFans, um, WrestleMania is coming up, I know that, and I know if you want to order pizza, you can with my Papa John's pizza code, it's J-E-S-S-I-2-5, uh, Jesse25, 25% off your Papa John's pizza order online, it's good until the end of the year, so I hope, I hope they sponsor me again this year, that would be kind of cool. I hope so too, because I use that code whenever I eat Papa John's. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that would be neat. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they'll start doing AEW now that Shaq's there. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. But um, yeah, that's all I really have. And just thank you, Stephen, for taking over the channel while I was gone. And I missed everybody. And I'm glad to be back in some capacity. So yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I've almost got all the sponsored information pulled up here. Should have it up any second. Who am I missing? I'm missing Brian. Oh yeah, I should have said this at the top of the show. I'll start and I'll start with Brian uh, for this reason. Um, here we go. I guess I can do. This should work. So, uh, happy birthday, Brian! My brother turned thirty today. Happy <laughs> birthday! his birthday yeah i forgot to mention it at the top of the show we were hanging out last night um and he's gonna come over later tonight because i'll be doing the uh the fightful watch along for impact we're gonna hang out like late night so so yeah happy birthday to my brother brian jensen this is his instagram account if you want to give him a follow it's boxing atl b-o-x-i-n-g atl he's a boxing trainer owns steel boxing and athletics a gym out of georgia here in atlanta um, works with Parkinson's Foundations, does a whole bunch of different stuff. He can help you reach your goals. If you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, lose weight. If you have any kind of neurological issue like Parkinson's, for instance, he's fully certified for all types of stuff. Uh, whether No matter you know what size you are, what skill level you are, or even where you live. If you're near Atlanta, he'll meet you in person. If you're anywhere else in the world, he'll help you out online. So uh, shout out to Brian. And once again, happy birthday, bro. 30 years old. That is wild. Oh, that's great. Happy birthday. I just messaged him on Instagram. I told him happy birthday. Oh, nice. He'll appreciate that. Um, also, Music City Toys and Collectibles. So, I have a, an actual ad read here for them. Founded in 2002, formerly known as Heroes and Legends, Music City Toys and Collectibles is your southern fried source for vintage and modern toys, autograph memorabilia, and all things pop culture. Visit their brand new retail location opening May 1st at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. Keep up to date with all their special in-store signings, online sales, and convention appearances at musiccitytoys.biz and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Music City Toys. 
And speaking of that May the 1st, West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee, date and location. I have talked about it a little bit before, but I will be there live in the house for the grand opening. I'll be there interviewing. Sorry. Huh? You're going to be in Tennessee? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Haven't I told you about this? No. Oh, geez. So, yeah. So I'm going to be there in it's in the Nashville. It's it's in Nashville, basically. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to be there um, on May 1st, and it's their grand opening. So they invited me out, and I'm going to be interviewing UFC Hall of Famer and pro wrestling legend Dan Severn that day. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And he has UFC and WWE action figures, so I'm going to get him to sign some things for me. So I'm... Yeah, really, really happy about that. So support Music City Toys and Collectibles. Um, I, I misread their uh, their message to me, by the way, Jesse. They're going to be sending this stuff out soon. I thought it was going to be like a couple okay. weeks ago. But, but what we're going to be doing, y'all, is they're going to be sending us some mystery boxes. And we're going to open them live on the stream so y'all can see what their I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s mystery boxes were. So get involved. Yeah. Check them out. Music City Toys and Collectibles. Uh, we'll do Russell Rumble next. More insane giveaways, y'all. WrestleRumble.com. <laughs> Haven't even seen this one yet. So this is Me. the the Stone Cold giveaway. It says when oh it's the limited edition Stone Cold Steve Austin title belt that WWE just put out. That's awesome. One Ooh. one dollar. What's it? Spend one buck, you might win this Stone Cold limited edition replica title belt. That thing is sick. And then also for $1, they're doing the, um, this is for Fastlane. They're doing a $1 raffle and they're going to be giving away to five winners. They got a WWE spinner belt. They have a NXT UK belt. They have the Daniel Bryan eco-friendly belt. They have a bunch of mini replica titles. They're really great for displaying. And then there's someone else going to win two mystery title belts. So once again, Hypothetically speaking, you could spend $5 on this contest and win all five of those prizes. Completely insane. Uh, WrestleRumble.com, they're the best. Jump on there. Literally throw a dollar. $2 total. You might get some really, really crazy, awesome prizes. And follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and um, raffles. And then lastly, we got independentwrestling.tv. Make sure to use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all one word, no spaces, and uh, you can watch for five days for free, anything you want. They have literally thousands of shows you can watch. They have live shows most weekends, totally free, and it helps support the show a lot. So once again, that's code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, and watch independentwrestling.tv completely for free for five days. Yeah. Good stuff. My Twitter's Fight Talk underscore. I'll keep that updated, y'all. And tonight, if you want to watch Impact Wrestling, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I'll be there live with Joel Pearl. And I don't know if I'll have a third or not this week, but um, we'll be there live watching Impact and uh, talking to the chat and having a good time. So we do that for about two to two and a half hours every Tuesday. And uh, I hope to see you all there tonight. Anything yeah. else from you, Jesse, before we get out of here? No, my kids spit up on me and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Well, we'll let you get to that. I'll, uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for us today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to Jesse for returning. It's great to see. Thank It'll be guys. nice to see her on camera, but it's great to hear her voice. <laughs> and uh, don't know when I'll be back on here next, but uh, it'll probably be pretty soon. I'll, uh, I'll keep it updated on my Twitter. But until then, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're giving thumbs up. 
good comments, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. 